name is Jared O'Brien for the Christians Engaging Culture podcast. Christians Engaging Culture exists to equip the members of St. Thomas's and other churches to give a faithful answer in everyday cultural conversations and to turn them to the gospel. This is a preview episode of Christians Engaging Culture, so you know the kinds of things we have in store. We want to bring you the best resources from around the internet on the topics we cover. We're planning an official launch of Christians Engaging Culture at the church home house party, so make sure you're there on the 17th to 19th of May. This week, we'll be listening to a portion of The Truth of It, a podcast by Martin Isles, who's the director of the Australian Christian Lobby. It's a great encouragement for us as Christians to stand up for truth in a world that has forgotten it. If you want to find out more from The Truth of It podcast, just search for it in your podcast app or you can find it on YouTube. So please have a listen and discuss this with other church members at Discipleship Group or after church. And if you can, help others subscribe to the CEC podcast so they can listen in when we start publishing more podcasts in the weeks to come. G'day, I'm Martin Isles, and on this week's edition of The Truth of It, we talk ACL's new logo, the Royal Commission into Aged Care, My Health Record, and Franklin Graham. G'day and welcome to The Truth of It, ACL's weekly newscast on politics and current events. And of course, you might ask why. Well, to cut through the fake news and bring you what it says on the tin, which is the truth of it. And today, I start with that which I uh, uh, mentioned last week, which was that I was going to make an announcement uh, about ACL. And the announcement is this. Uh, it is that we are, as an organisation, of course, moving into a new era. I've been in this role for about a year. And the exciting news is that we're going to be moving forward under a new logo, and a new mission statement. And for those of you who haven't seen it already, here it is. ACL, the Australian Christian Lobby, truth made public. And you know, it's all based on a scripture that I read in Isaiah 59 verse 14 about a year ago when I came into this role. And it says this, it says, justice is turned back and righteousness stands far away for truth has stumbled in the public squares and righteousness cannot enter. Truth is lacking, and he who departs from evil makes himself a prey. The Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no justice. He saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no one to intercede. Um, you know, this logo really derives out of that verse that truth has stumbled in the public squares. Uh, and this really is the antidote to that verse. You see that there is a bold, strong font in the ACL lettering. Uh, you see that there is a square symbol to indicate the public square, and there is a speech bubble coming down from above, which indicates God's truth. It's a high calling, but it's one that we really pray that we can live up to. And you notice that the L is part of the speech bubble. So in all of our lobbying, we always hope that we can tell the truth and make truth public. Do you know, in relation to that scripture, um, just to delve into the thinking behind this, Isaiah really observes some of the issues that characterized his time. He observes that there's uh, little justice. He says justice has turned back. Uh, he observes that uh, righteousness is really not around. It stands far away. And he observes that to depart from evil, you know, to do good, is actually to be made a prey, is to be attacked, to be targeted. And, you know, in this role for the last 12 months, I can't help but see that most days in the different things that come across 
my desk. Uh, even before this role, you know, I was uh, involved in the Human Rights Law Alliance, helped to establish that, uh, ACL's legal clinic, before I stepped into the managing director role uh, with ACL. And, you know, there we saw so many people who needed legal assistance just for living out their faith because of their Christianity. Uh, you could take Joshua, the student who prayed for a friend with her permission, and he was disciplined by his university. You could take the doctor who spoke the truth about sexuality and gender identity and lost a professional accreditation for it. You could take the parents whose home was deemed unsafe for foster children because they believe the Bible or the photographer, Jason, uh, who was sued uh, and taken to a state administrative tribunal simply for explaining his Christian beliefs to a prospective client. Or you could take the white magazine case a wedding magazine hounded out of business because they had not yet featured a same-sex wedding. These people, see, were all doing the right thing. These people, all of them, were what? Being salt and light, as Jesus called us to be. That's Joshua's story, right? At university, what a great thing to do. Uh, these people were using their gifts and talents uh, in service for God. That's the, the doctor, for example. Her unique expertise at a time like this, incredible to have that and to be able to unpick the confusion. These people were being witnesses to Christ, the photographer who, who talked about his Christian convictions with a prospective client. These people were each doing the right thing, and yet they were treated as though and punished as though they had done wrong. And you know, I find in those cases that it just fulfills so many of the statements that Isaiah made for our own time. He who departs from evil, someone who does the right thing, is made a prey, is targeted, even with law. Uh, righteousness stands far away. Now, where was the understanding of what's actually right and what's actually wrong in these cases? Uh, or that justice is turned back. This is law used not in the cause of justice, but injustice. But you know, those problems, they spill over into our cultural surroundings and you see them everywhere. I can't help but see them everywhere uh, as I uh, take up this role at ACL. Uh, you can look at any one of the policy issues that are dear to our hearts. For example, abortion. It is affirmed by the law and yet it represents layer upon layer of injustice. Whether it's the injustice of you know, the fact that many of these women of, at, in abortion clinics, ask Kathy Club, the sidewalk counsellor who we defended uh, or helped to uh, resource the defence of her in the High Court of Australia, she will tell you that many of these women are there because of domestic violence, uh, because they're being coerced and pushed, because they're all alone in the world uh, for reasons of great heartbreak that's what that issue represents, as much as it represents those women who go to those places and callously kill a child because it's not convenient. Or the mere fact that that is the fate faced by countless multitudes of living, breathing human beings today. It's injustice. Um, what about the gender agenda that we take such an interest in. You know, freedom of information requests last week at gender clinics uh, throughout Australia, all the big ones, shows a 1,000% increase uh, in children receiving cross-sex hormones in Australia. That's the precursor to surgery, which cannot be fully reversed. Children struggling to that extent and being put down that pathway of irreversible change. And I'll never forget the stories uh, that Walt Heyer told, one of the first gender reassignment patients in the world uh, in the 1950s. And Walt talks of the countless people that he counsels who were pushed down this pathway as he was and cannot fully return and cannot get all that they lost back. Uh, he says, you know, as he counsels them, 50-odd percent reveal that this was all the result of child sexual abuse 
or other serious issues that were papered over in the name of ideology. And I think that that is the very definition of injustice. To see, as the, as, as the scripture says, the sins of the fathers visited upon the children. People who have done neither right nor wrong, but who are suffering under the darkness of ideologies invented and pushed upon them by those who are older. Injustice. But why is this so? You know, what started it all? And I think Isaiah 59 is so instructive. If you follow the logic in reverse, you know, you say there's no justice. Well, why? Well, because there's no righteousness. Because, of course, you can't have justice where there's no knowledge of what is right and wrong. Of course. Uh, but then it says further, you know, there's no righteousness. Well, why? Because there's no truth. Truth stumbled in the public squares because you can't have righteousness where the truth about good and evil, right and wrong, truth and lies, is not known and not embraced. So herein lies the problem. Truth has stumbled in the public squares. It's almost like that's the beginning of so much social ill. You know, try telling the truth publicly on any of the issues that I just raised. Uh, the abortion issue, the, even the religious freedom issue, the, the gender issue. You know, the result is never very nice. For 30 or 40 years, you know, our Western education system has gradually increased its embrace of an idea called postmodernism. Uh, when I went through school, pepperings of it were there and most people didn't spot it. It's obviously become very strong now in these days. It's an idea that at its very core and root it says there is no such thing as truth in the sense that you and I as Christians understand truth. You know, the, uh, one of the chief postmodern thinkers, Jacques Derrida, he wrote actually that one of the great problems with this Judeo-Christian Western ethic is, is, is that it is logos-centric. Uh, and you say, well, we know what Logos is. Of course, that's you know, Jesus Christ, the incarnate word of John 1. And yes, of course, the fact that he exists and he is above all things and in all things is certainly attacked uh, by postmodernism. But more than that, Logos is the root word of dialogue and logic. And you know, what he's actually saying is that that very principle, that there would be something objective, some objective truth that sits above us all, that binds us together, that is common uh, to humanity and the world, that there is something ultimately real and true, which of course is God himself, but you know, truth itself is totally attacked. There's no such thing, says postmodernism, as that kind of truth. Uh, or um, dialogue, right? To engage in dialogue, to have conversations, well, you have to assume that that truth is there, that you can both reason upward to reach towards it, two people speaking together to find agreement in something that is common. Now, of course, that's not real either. The idea that truth doesn't even exist in the sense that is truly truth, um, well, that's been taught. It's infected our education system for decades. And many of us were slow to spot it. But now the fruits of it are being seen. It's small wonder, you know, that we now live in a society where increasingly across the Western world, truth in the public squares is actively attacked actively suppressed. Christianity itself is being blamed for harms and for evils. Churches are being pressured with new morals, new laws. We know that. People who publicly witness to the truth are too often made a prey, as we read and as I talked about. Christians are undermined uh, with competing philosophies. And those who claim to know truth, and this is a criticism I have had on this logo and this tagline, those who claim to know truth are dismissed as arrogant at best and at worst intolerant and harmful. Do you know, 
Those who will not be silent tend to be targeted relentlessly by the media, by the authorities, by activists and many others. And you know, I read that verse and I thought, wow, truth has stumbled in the public squares. It's no wonder we're facing these trials and these difficulties. Um, and of course, what is truth? Well, I believe it starts with God and Christ. And I believe that it's the Word of God, it's the Bible. I believe that's all part of truth. Natural law is also truth. The created order and world is truth. Truth is something that's divinely authored and it flows through all of life. And all of those things, from the knowledge of God all the way down, have been pushed to one side. But, you know, Jesus had something to say about challenging circumstances uh, like this. You know, he was just telling people in his Sermon on the Mount about this reality that our faith in Christ will be the subject of persecution, of reviling and of evil speaking. And in his next breath, you know, he tells us to be the salt of the earth. And he says, not salt that's lost its taste, that's actually become flavorless under the pressure that's come against us. No, no, salt that remains full of flavor, that he stands firm and remains, uh, that retains the character of Christ and the flavor that that gives, regardless of what happens. But he says also, you know, also be the light of the, light of the world. Not a light that's been hidden under the basket because of the hostility that comes with shining it out. No, no, he says, you be a light that is such that it is a city set on a hill that can't be hidden, that it's that obvious. I find that incredible. And I ask myself, what am I doing that's that obvious? That I'm seen to be a carrier of Christ in the world and someone who speaks truth, for example. That's part of being the light, to bring truth into the public squares. And I think, you know, the solution is fairly clear. We've been told what it is. It is the truth. And truth makes sense of our world. Truth gives wisdom for our world. And truth really actually saves the world. Um, that's what it's all about. Um, and it's time to make truth public again. But I need your help. Uh, you know, we're a grassroots movement of about 150,000. Makes us one of the very biggest in the country. And it's no longer just about me speaking. Uh, I can do this uh, anytime. Uh, it's no longer about just ACL speaking. But you know, it's actually about more and more, it's about you too. It's about all of us, about getting involved being a voice for truth so that when we stand together, the public square is filled with voices for truth once again, a movement that cannot be ignored. As you know, there's going to be endless opportunities coming in as, as, as we develop this brand and as ACL continues to grow, uh, there's going to be endless opportunities coming for all of us to be lights in this world and to take truth into the public square together. Some of it will be pretty easy. Some of it will be more difficult. But I do want to ask you to be ready to help and to stand with ACL as we desire to make truth public like a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. Well, I don't think I'll scrunch that one up, but uh, we can get rid of that. It's saved on the computer. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Christians Engaging Culture. Make sure you discuss this material after church and discipleship groups so we can sharpen one another as a church community. Remember that we are launching CEC at the Home House Party, which will be held on the 17th and 19th of May. Until then, remember the words of Charles Spurgeon, if Christ be anything, he must be everything.